up, everyone? We are back again with another episode of As Told by Neek. This is episode nine. Um, today, I have my sister here as well as her boyfriend joining me on this episode. Um, last week's episode was with Jasmine. Um, we freestyled that over FaceTime. Um, today, I'm actually at my sister's house. <laughs> um... So we're going to uh, go ahead and jump right in and um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves first and we're going to, um yeah, just get to it and have some fun today. Jeez. <laughs> What's up, y'all? This is Shadia. Um, yeah, mix, mix this. Mm-hmm. It's Joe, Joe. I'm on here. We on here. <laughs> All right. Um, today I wanted to um just do something different. Um, I'm into like weird stuff, conspiracies and stuff like that. Yeah, the dog. It's okay if y'all hear it. It's a dog in the background outside. Um, they they hear fireworks. They've heard a lot. Um, I was on Reddit and I found a story I wanted to read to you guys. And I wanted to get y'all reactions in real time. Do y'all, um, I know I asked y'all this before, but for audience purposes, do y'all believe in ghosts or spirits and goos and goblins or whatnot? <laughs> Definitely not. I don't believe in any, like, I guess like, when you talk about spirits or the afterlife, that's one thing. But to be haunted and you talk about possessions and all that stuff, now nah, I'm leave that alone. I don't really do too well. I don't do too well with believing that, 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 that that's real. You don't do too well with believing it? No. Nah. Um, I think I'm kind of the same. Like I believe, I, I think I believe in spirits. Um, mm-hmm. I, I haven't had any experience per se that I would say is like a, with something of the afterlife, but I believe in spirits, but not ghosts in a sense like, ooh, boogie, mm-hmm. like haunted ghosts. But I mean, at the same time, it could be troubled spirits. But I don't know if I believe in the sense of like haunted. Kinda. Have you ever felt the spirit around you? Or do you ever think you have? Felt. Like mm-hmm. a energy or anything? Yeah, or... that's different though. Like, I, yeah. energy is like, that's, that's, I mean, because again, like even if you go to you know, if you go to church, mm-hmm. like there's a energy, a spirit per se. Like you don't necessarily feel like oh something is in me, but you it's like in the it's like a overwhelming emotion, mm-hmm. which is like which is what I would consider a spirit. Like you know what I'm saying, putting someone in a spirit or a form of spirit. But I don't I don't think. You look at it as if oh, I went to church, or like an angel came and took over my body and made me praise today, like stuff like that. No, I always wonder how that works. That's another story, but um, okay, all right. Um, this story I found it's a little lengthy, so I'm gonna try to read it. But I, I thought it was interesting. Um, the title is called um. My grandfather died from COVID two weeks ago, but he still refuses to believe that it isn't a hoax. Um, It starts off, Grandpa was always the most stubborn man in the world. He fought in the Vietnam War and was a how? Or is it POW? Okay, POW. Uh POW three times. Somehow, he managed to survive each encounter. It would take more than a pesky war to take old bull out. He and my grandmother were once held up by gunpoint and stupidly, Grandpa refused to hand a mugger his money. He instead got into an argument with the poor kid, realized he recognized his voice and threatened to not only tell his parents about his activities, but also to make a visit to his home himself to teach him some manners. Later on in life, when old bull found out my mother, his daughter, was premature and was likely going to die, he again refused to stand for it. No child of mine is going to give up as soon as they get into this world. Let me hold a doctor. Um, It goes on to talk about a little bit more and how stubborn he is. Um, Grandpa's stubborn ways had a downside as well, though. 
He was tough as nails raising me and my cousin Kat. Our mother often had to remind us that we were girls and needed to be treated gently. Grandpa always grinded his teeth and lifted his newspaper over his face. I'm actually appreciated appreciated uh, oh my god i can't say it appreciative of his no nonsense approach it really helped shape me into the woman i am today grandpa ever had a problem with gambling and was always in trouble with certain thugs around town and whenever we thought he had gotten in too deep he would somehow come up with the money the thugs would be satisfied and that was that and then the coronavirus struck um, it talks about how he don't really believe in the coronavirus. I'm going to try to skip over that part because it's really not that deep. But basically, he don't believe in it. He's like, you know, you know, kiss my ass. He's going out, partying, doing whatever, living his life. Um, and this is the grandpa? The grandpa. Okay. And then that last paragraph, it said it came as no surprise when grandpa contact, contracted the disease. Mm-hmm. Um. I have a cold, damn it. Don't fucking touch me. He had threatened after we had tried to get him to come with us to the hospital. Confined to the bed for two days, Grandpa fell into a deep sleep that he did not wake from. I never want to hear my grandmother cry that way that she cried that night again. We wept and we wept, but I somehow found solace in the fact that Grandpa had lived a long, fulfilling life. His skin was already blue and cold to the touch, but there was a terrible storm raging outside. The emergency services will have to wait to get to them to come and collect the grandpa. To come and collect grandpa in the morning. My grandmother had my bed that night. I don't know how any of them slept. I did. Instead, laying on my back and staring up at the ceiling, I found myself thinking about the good times and the tears of happiness rather than the sorrow rolled down my cheeks. I was so proud to be in be his granddaughter. It was nearly 2.30 in the morning when I heard what you can imagine was the most terrifying sound ever. It was a creak of my grandparents' bed, followed by heavy shuffling and footsteps. I was frozen shocked, hoping that I was paranoid and hallucinating. This was around the time my grandpa usually got up to make his first of his nightly visits to the bathroom. But grandpa was dead, so obviously he wouldn't be needing a bathroom anymore. My mouth was agape and my eyes wide, as the door to my grandparents' room cracked open, I could see the shape of my grandfather in the darkness, shuffling into the hallway. He made his way over to the bathroom, leaving the door open as always, as he conducted his business. This, this couldn't be. My aunt was a nurse, and she had felt this pulse, and it was absolutely certain that he had passed. Surely, I was hallucinating. But then he came out of the bathroom, and I could hear him grinding his teeth. I'm surprised that I didn't pass out then and there. Grandpa shuffled slowly back towards his bed, then glanced in my direction. Where's my wife? <laughs> when I didn't respond, he groaned and coughed a terrible cough, one of the coughs that had destroyed his lungs and caused his death. Well, when she gets back from Annie's, tell her to make an egg sandwich. And close your mouth, girl. You don't want flies laying eggs in there, do you? With that, he retreated back to his room and slammed the door. I remained there for the rest of the night, and true to his habit, Grandpa went to the bathroom four more times. When the sun came up, he was the first one up. He made his way downstairs, his skin still blue, his throat strained and damaged. <laughs> She's trying to get dark. Huh? I thought Grandpa was going to go ahead and die on off. All right. It's just starting to get a little, 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 uh, R.L. Stein on <laughs> Oh, man. Grandpa, Grandpa, spit it out, Dahlia, and where's my sandwich? I didn't know what to say. I was full of joy, but I was also full of dread. This was not supposed to be happening. Grandpa, don't you remember you died last night? Grandpa squinted at me, grinded his teeth for a moment. Then he wiped his nose with the back of his hand. What are you talking about? Clearly, I ain't dead, but the COVID. How many times do I have to tell you ain't no such thing as COVID? I have a cold, damn it. I heard a thud behind us. Looking back, I saw my grandmother had collapsed on the floor. The first few days passed without incident. We figured that maybe Aunt Anne had been mistaken with her diagnosis, though we swore she didn't. We weren't upset, though we were definitely apprehensive with Grandpa still walking around. (laughs) Everything seemed just like normal, but then he started to stink, like bad. Grandpa's skin was turning black, and there were maggots in his nose, mouth, and ears. Then... Then he lost his appetite, claiming he would eat something tomorrow, though never following up on it. And then his demeanor changed as well. He was always tired, 
always wheezing, always confined to his favorite chair. Despite all of this, the worst had yet to come. It was when Old Bull's mood and personality took a terrible, terrible turn for the worse, and that shit hit the fan. Grandpa became aggressive and agitated, not wanting us to turn on the TV or the lights, even walk past him while he sat in the living room. He began telling us things we didn't need to know, like how he had watched his fellow soldiers have their way with Native Americans in Vietnam, how he had cheated on our grandmother twice in his life, how he had wanted my mother to abort me because she was too young to be having a kid. <laughs> <laughs> We began to avoid him as much as possible, but we knew that something had to give. Then one night, Grandpa started blaring one of his old records down in the living room. My cousin Kat and I peeped out of our rooms and watched him as he danced, spinning in circles and moving about the room slowly. Some of his flesh had started to slough off. It dripped down into the floor in rancid heaps. While there was also foul-smelling juice and residue left all over his chair, I wanted to vomit, but somehow held it in. Tears came to my eyes as I watched him, and then my grandmother went downstairs. Turn it down, Bill. What was that? I can't hear you. I said, turn it down, Bill. Grandpa's eyes were completely white now, so it was impossible to tell if he was looking at her. You know, Kathy, you really are the most beautiful thing in the world. That's why I chose you. Why don't you give old Bull a kiss? What? No, Bill. You, you you don't know what you've become. No, you heard me, damn it. Grandpa seized Grandma by the back of her shirt as she tried to run. He tugged her down to the floor and landed on top of her back. Grandma cried out in anguish, and that was when Kat and I had seen enough. We both darted out of our rooms and were running towards Grandpa, who had blared his rotten teeth at us. What are you two girls going to do? Move. Kat and I glanced back at my mother, who was holding Grandpa's shotgun and aiming it right at his face. Grandpa grinded his teeth, which sounded even worse than usual now, bits and pieces of them falling out of his mouth onto the floor. <laughs> you read this before. Yeah. Oh, I read this before, y'all. Yeah. I read it last night. I was last like, night? Mm-hmm. Did you? Did you? All right, go ahead. <laughs> did you watch cartoons after you read this? Uh-uh. You gotta watch cartoons after you read something like this. You gonna shoot me with my own gun, Carol? You gonna shoot your old man? Get off my mother, or I won't have to. Black liquid oozed from Grandpa's mouth. He laughed, a cold, dry sound, and began hacking up another lung as he leaned to kiss my grandmother's shoulder. The thunder made both my myself and Cat scream. We watched our grandfather's corpse, now faceless, fell over the floor. Grandma was crying. We dragged Grandpa's corpse out of the shed and locked it inside. No one wanted to talk about what was going on, what was going to happen now. So we all went to bed without a word. Again, as you might have guessed, I couldn't get any sleep. Sleep was awfully hard to come by these days, knowing that Grandpa was supposed to be. Wait, what was that? I could hear a full creak of what was surely the back door opening. But I slowly climbed out of bed and crept up to my door, putting my ear against it. I wasn't prepared to hear what sounded like a large person running up the stairs. I was even less prepared for the door to be kicked in. The door struck me in the head and I fell to the floor screaming. There was a large man dressed in all black aiming a barrel gun at me. I stared at him in confusion, my heart beating out of my chest as my cousin and mom appeared in the doorway. Don't move or I'll kill every last one of you. He grabbed my mother by her hair and dragged her into the room, throwing her on the floor next to me. He did the same to Kat, then stepped back into the hall. Looking around, my grandmother must have been fast asleep. Where's old Bill? No one said anything. As I stared at the man, I realized that I knew him. He was one of the men Grandpa usually gambled with. This wasn't good. This wasn't good at all. So, what are you bitches deaf or something? I said, where is he? He's at the grocery store. My mother huffed. At two in the morning? I don't think so, honey. Is he in here? He's not here, but he'll be back. He should be back any minute now. I didn't like the way that this intruder was looking at my cousin. He licked his lips and chuckled. Well, listen here, ladies. Old Billy Bull owes me more than 800 bucks, and he's come up short way too much. I think I'm going to have to teach him not to fuck with me, Cat, right? Is that, is it, Cat? Another word, and I'll have you first. Come here, kitty cat. Follow instructions, and I won't hurt you too much. Cat was sobbing, tears running down her face. I didn't want her to get up. I didn't want her to have to witness this. Um, no, my mother screamed. Um, this is a lot of that going back and forth. Um, then we heard it. It was coming from the backyard. My mother, Kat, and all of I, go- and 
I all glanced towards the window. The creep was holding on to cat. Cat sniffed and looked around brutishly. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? My mother's eyes were wide open as she looked from the window back to the man. It's the shed. There was a big bang followed by a chattering sound. The shed door had just been busted open. And then the clattering sound was surly the metal pipe we had heard. I mean, we had used for the bar. To bar the handles. So the bull's here after all, huh? Well, that sucks for him. He's going to have to watch me fuck all three of you. We heard the slow shuffle of Grandpa's feet as he made his way up the stairs. The man kept his gun on his on cat as he waited for Grandpa to appear in the doorway. When he did, the man screamed. His scream sounded worse than Grandma, Grandma's head. Grandpa stood there, riding and faceless, the metal pipe clutched in his right hand. What the fuck? Oh, my. The man leaned over, pu- puking. On the floor, he then pointed the gun at Grandpa, who started walking towards him. Boom, boom, boom. Each slug struck Grandpa right in the chest, but nothing could stop him, not the stubborn old man. He grabbed the man by his throat, spun him around, and then he put the pipe somewhere so deep that I'm sure he will never see again. As the creep lay convulsing on the floor, Grandma turned. Grandpa turned to us. We all stared apprehensively at him. The events of the night not all forgotten. My grandmother appeared in the doorway and clutched her chest. Grandpa turned to her, seemed to give her a little apologetic bow, and then he laid on the floor beside the dead man. He didn't move anymore after that. And that's our story. Old Bull Bill was the most courageous yet stubborn man I will ever know. He lost his way in death, but even then he found the greatest way to apologize and kept his family safe. The end. (laughs) The the end. The end of what? Chapter one? Yo. So that Escalated quickly. I don't even. That was not what I was expecting. I told you. I'm just trying to figure out why you read shit like that. Once we get to that part, then we can get to what we just read. But the moral of it is, how do you even go that? Like, yeah, that was a little. Yeah, that that went super. Super dark. I mean, of course, with the way it's written, it's written to be like a fictional story, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It feels like it, but yeah. So it's it, it's not even like I, I found mean, it under Reddit. To believe this? <laughs> I don't know. I found it under Reddit's no sleep um category. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I mean, but that's what it's that's what it's for. Like to read that is something that you wouldn't really necessarily sleep. Like you're not yeah. sleeping after reading that in detail. But I also, I mean, based off of the first quest, like spirits and stuff, that's what I, that's why I thought it was going. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, like when you're so accustomed to someone, or you're so like you, you, that habit of being around or seeing someone, mm-hmm. and then them not being there. Like I, th- I thought that part was more so like. Your mind playing tricks on you, like you said, like she said in the story, like my grandfather did this daily, like this is so in her head, like her right. mind could have been telling her he still did. He so you think it was it. a figment of her imagination? I thought that's the way it was going to go uh, in the beginning, but then yeah. everybody but saw. Then once she was like, "Mom, Auntie seen him," I'm just like, "Oh, Eddie. oh, y'all crazy." At this point. Oh man, yeah, I thought it was gonna be like a, a psycho thriller kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. all right, it's gonna come full circle, and she realized she she had been, I don't know, hallucinating or something along those lines. But mm-hmm. it just seemed to get real dark and real crazy. Yeah, and I mean, I, I still don't understand what the title has because I thought he was like. So he died from COVID, mm-hmm. but he still don't believe it. But that's not, but like the moral of the story. I yeah, mean, the like, story kind of had nothing to do with not believing in COVID, really. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like it's like you skipping over the fact, like he did. <laughs> like yeah, I thought it was gonna be more so like telltale, like things are happening, and he was in denial, like that type, which mm-hmm. in present, that's, that's, especially like with pre- present day, that's so prevalent to people's mentality, like, right. yeah, because and a lot of people don't. is this lit that they got people coming? I mean, no, no, that's... <laughs> you would be surprised. Yeah. You ain't got to be a grandfather for real, for depending on what area you was in. <laughs> she needs to come to get that $800. I mean, but they, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They said he fought in the Vietnam War, so... 
mean, yeah, that's what I was saying. Friends, he got own money too that they gonna come Still in. to close and stuff. Yeah, hold up your but and, and rape your children. Why like, was that? Why people people that he was in the military with? Like you said, that's what when he was telling his stories. That's what they did. Oh my god! Like when he was telling the war stories to the. This was well put together. Once his demeanor changed, when she was like his demeanor changed, he started telling them about what they did to the natives over like that's you know. And so I, I guess like it, it was almost like like you said like the full circle thing, like what was done with him and his friends did over there. His friends was about to do over here <laughs> to his family. So, but I mean that drum was dark. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't reread that much. I got another dark one. Um, so what, why, why dark? <laughs> that, that's so we still skipping over that part of why we went. They're interesting and it's funny. Why like, we went dark? It's like woo, like that's cool. Like I mean, it's not real. It's dark, but it's not like this one I'm about to read is. It's interesting. Like when you hear the ending, and it's it's another good one. Like I, I don't want to tell y'all. This one's called My Mom Has Been Missing for Years. I think I might have found her. Eat it, Charlotte. Push eat it. Charlotte pushed Marlena's face closer to the fly infested dog turd. Eat it and be grateful. My daddy saw your daddy at the soup kitchen, so you must be hungry. Giggles erupted behind Charlotte. A giggle a gaggle of pigtailed, ponytailed, and bob cutted brats from hell. You're hurting me, Marlena cried. Please just let me go. Strands of her hair flowing brown hair were beginning to touch her droppings. Enough, Charlotte, I shouted. Leave her alone, or I'll tell the teacher. Charlotte turned her head towards me in a slow, calculated manner. Oh, look who it is, pee-pee boy Carlos. She pointed her gang, her gang bellowing out on cue. Did you run out of pants and pee yet? That was three years ago. We're in the second grade. You want to know what my daddy said about you? She took a step towards me, blonde pigtails bouncing as she moved. He said, your mom, he said your mommy didn't just skip town. He said your daddy killed her. Stop it. That's not true. I took a step backward. He said your daddy got mad because your mommy was sleeping with every man in town. He, <laughs> he said that your daddy doesn't even know if you're his kid. Her next step sent me stumbling backwards, tripping over Marlena. My skull smacked against the shit-covered asphalt. The ground roared. The group roared with laughter, joined by a new voice, Marlena's. I can't read today. Oh, Charlotte giggled. I knew you were full of piss. I guess you're full of shit now, too. The crowd went wild. Then, sudden, suddenly, a blare of the school bell caused a herd caused the herd to break apart and head towards the building, leaving me to tend to my wounds. My ears were still ringing from the knock to my head when I first heard her. Bring her to me. The woman's voice turned my blood into ice. It was a low, guttural whisper echoing from the tunnel at the far end of the playground 50 yards away. I pushed myself up and turned towards my caller. She was wiry, so then, so thin that it looked as if a weak gust of wind was snapper in half. Her skin was gray and sagged as if it was about to fall off. With her right hand, she beckoned towards me once more. Her voice sounded like it was emanating from all around me. Bring her to me. I wanted to run away, but my legs betrayed me. My feet were glued to the ground. Tears began to flow down my face. Just as she was about to speak again, my bladder released. Carlos. I turned, snapped out of my trance, but the teacher's sharp voice. Recess is over. Get over here now. My goodness, did you watch yourself again? I'm going to have to call your father. The class clapped and laughed from the window as if I had give the, given them some sort of encore. We can't keep doing this. My father kept his eyes on the road as he spoke. Dad, it was an accident. I saw some, I know it was an accident, boy, but you can't keep having them. You'll be starting middle school next year. I know, Dad. I didn't mean to. I saw some, no, no one ever means to mess their pants. You just need to go to the bathroom more often. Sometimes you have to even, sometimes you have to go even if it doesn't feel like it. Do you understand? Dad, I'm trying to tell you that I understand. Yes, Dad, I understand. It was still early in the afternoon when we got home. My dad had to go back to work, so I was left alone. 
I took a quick shower. I hopped on my bicycle and rode back towards the tunnel. I wasn't sure who was the woman there, but something inside me was burning to go back and see. Um, okay. Thoughts? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. How old are you in the second grade? Seven? Yeah. Is that what meant to be left on mm-hmm. these days? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. You said a good age to be left alone. And how seven? I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get off the top of the story, <laughs> but I, mean, I think we had this conversation before. I know for a fact, like my parents worked, so we was home a lot in elementary school. Like, you walk home from school, and you you go in the house until your parents get home. But you also had older siblings too, so yeah. I mean, but they were we kids. I mean, that's what you mean, right? Oh, you mean like if you're an only child? Yeah, this person's an only child. Oh yeah, I mean that's the it's the. Remember, she said we're in, he said we're in second grade now. Yeah, you both said. I don't know. I mean, I guess. Oh, I guess it depends on the child too. Yeah, I mean, that's not, <laughs> I don't think that's extremely abnormal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so. I parked my bike on the side of the tunnel opposite the school. It was a large empty field with a few trees. No one was around except for a couple of teenagers throwing water balloons at cars. Hello? I used my hands as a makeshift megaphone from the 10 yards away. Is anyone there? A dark skeletal figure began crawling down the tunnel, bouncing side to side. The woman's bony gray elbows jutted out towards the walls. Her knees were locked straight, forcing her to forcing her into a mishappened triangle-like figure. She was giggling and humming as she wriggled forward. A sudden wave of chills poured over me, covering my body in goose flesh. I moved backward away from the tunnel. The woman seemed incensed by this and began moving faster. She started making a noise that sounded. <laughs> <laughs> my father was goose flesh at this highlight. Like, all right. She you started. Shit, poop, goose flesh. All right, go ahead. She started making a noise that sounded like she was rapidly licking and smacking her cracked, rotting lips. What? I turned to run, but was immediately pushed to the floor. What are you looking for? Your mommy? It was one of the teenagers wearing a red shirt. You got to get out of here. I pushed myself up in desperation before you get hurt. Is that a threat, twerp? He shoved me down again, even harder. My my sister has a class with this kid. She said he pees his pants all the time. His sidekick snickered as, at the same time. Bring him to me. It sounded like she was inhaling as she called. Please, I yelled. Can't you hear her? We have to go. The only thing I hear is a little boy about to pee his pants. I stood up once more and was immediately dropped by a punch to the gut. I laid on the ground helplessly as Red Shirt jumped on my bicycle and rolled off. The sidekick launched a water balloon at me before running away, hitting me square in the crotch. When I looked toward the tunnel, the woman was gone. Somewhere in the depths, I heard a faint, gurgling growl. I jumped up and raced toward home. The trip would take even longer without my bike. My dad's car was standing in the guard, standing guard in the driveway when I arrived. He pushed the door open before I even reached the steps. Where the hell were you, Carlos? He yelled. You think today was some kind of reward? Think you could just run towards around, around town doing whatever you want? Dad, I'm sorry, please. I need to tell you something. My God, did you piss your pants again twice in one day? Dad knows somebody threw a water balloon and that a water balloon. You thought you had permission to go have a water balloon fight in the middle of a school day? Go to your room now. Dad, there was a woman. Now, I moped into the room and crawled under the blankets. I tossed and turned that night. Every creak of the floorboards and whistle of the wind caused my heart to race. At some point, the sweet release of sleep rescued me. I could hear the other kids whispering and giggling behind me, my back, at school the next day. I flinched every time I rounded a corner. Hearing the final bell ring felt like weight being lifted off my shoulders. I stepped out of school, planning to take the long way home, and Marlena approached me. Hey, Carlos, she said. I'm sorry I left at you the other day. I was just trying to fit in. She started walking towards the playground. Oh, uh, it's okay, I guess. I began to follow without realizing it. You know, Charlotte's not all that bad when you get to know her. She was just having fun. She started walking quicker. Um, she kind of is. She's been bullying me since second grade. Mm, well, what? Oh, okay. I matched her pace. Well, either way, she came to an abrupt stop and turned to face me. I wanted to thank you for sticking up for me. 
She slowly began leaning her face towards mine. My heart started beginning banging out my chest. She inched closer, eyes closed. I gradually leaned back, closed my eyes. Our lips were nearly touching and then, ew. Charlotte's voice shot through the air like a bullet. I told you he'd come to you if you told him to. Pee-pee boy has a crush on you, she laughed. Marlena stepped away, covered her mouth and giggled. I opened my eyes and realized we were, we were mere feet away from the tunnel. You really thought she was going to kiss you, didn't you? Charlotte laughed. I found another dog turd. This one was just for you. Marlena and the other girl grabbed me by the arms and held me in place, and Charlotte moved toward me with a wet mess in her bare hands. Bring them, to, <laughs> bring them to me. The voice sounded more potent now, more explicit than ever. I didn't hesitate this time. I swung my head to the side and cracked Marlena in the nose. Then pushed Charlotte's hand into her face. Ugh, she screamed, get him. I sprinted into the tunnel. The girls chasing not far behind. I was never the fastest runner in the class, not by a long shot, but the tunnel wasn't very long. I pushed myself forward with everything I had, but every one of their strides equal to a mine. I could feel them gaining on me. My lungs began to burn. I felt one of them graze the back of my shirt. I was almost at the exit. A hand pushed me by the shoulder, sending me crashing to the ground face first. I bundled into the fetal position and covered my face instinctively, bracing myself, and then nothing. I opened my eyes to see, and I was lying in the field a few feet outside the exit. I stood and faced the tunnel, but it was empty. No Charlotte, no Marlena, not even a gray woman. I was brought in for questioning by the police since I was the last person who saw the girls before they disappeared. I told them that they were playing a game the girls was hiding and I was seeking. I told them that the last place I saw the girls was the tunnel. That the department closed the school and scored the shaft and scored the shaft. They found a single set of bones buried inside. My mother's. They still don't have any leads on who killed her or buried her there, but I think I have an idea. The school opened up for summer classes today to make up for lost time. When my dad came to pick me up, a low, guttural growl poured from the tunnel. Bring him to me. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> okay, read the very last part again. The very last part after they found the mother's bones and they don't know how it got there. They still don't have any leads on who killed her or who buried her there. But I think I have an idea. The school opened up for summer classes today to make up for lost time. When my dad came to pick me up, a low guttural growl poured from the tunnel. Bring him to me. When the father came to pick mm-hmm. So that's the mother saying, bring the father. Telling the kid, bring the father. So he kept thinking when she was saying, bring him to me. No, she was no, she was saying bring the girls to her, but anybody who was messing with him, she was saying bring, bring her, bring her to. But me. when they found the mother's bones, mm. and then they and remember, the fact, like they don't know who killed her or put her there, put her there, and then when the school uh, opened back up, yeah, when the son got in with the father, so, then he heard her say, "Bring him to me." She obviously want you to bring him to her for a reason. Well, why? What was the like? What did the father, baby? So that's that why the, the father kept rem- cutting them off. No, but remember. Well, I mean, that's that is, could be layers to that because he seems a little angry. But I was gonna say, remember in the beginning when a little girl said, "My dad saw your dad at the soup kitchen," and he said that um, he killed your mom, and that he doesn't know. I think he was probably walking around. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know if you're really his um, son. Oh. Or really his kid. So, so another child was teasing him, mm-hmm. saying, like, my dad said that your dad killed your mom. Mm-hmm. And that's why he said, I have a pretty good idea. Why would he hide it at the school, though? Now that, I don't know. Why was the soup kitchen at the school? Or just the fact that it was a tunnel. And I, I mean, like I said, I guess the. I'm trying the, to picture the tunnel too. The change of bring him, bring. Because, like I said, I thought that's what she was saying the whole time. I thought she was saying bring him to me the whole time. And the little boy thought that she was talking about him. No, they say bring he, them to me. Oh, okay. Because it was a group of girls that kept bothering But at the end, she said, when the father came, she said bring him. Mm-hmm. Like, emphasized him. Mm hmm. Yep. Damn, pops. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a 
I don't know. Like listening to the story, like especially the second one. I don't know. Like I guess when we like again with like troubled spirits and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's one of those. You never know. All right, I got one more. Y'all want to hear it? It's a story. Kinda, but it's it's not as long as those. I feel mm, like you still strolling, so I know you lying. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like you was on the no, <laughs> that long as them. Now this one, because the other ones I had to hit see more. This one's not that long. It just looked long because of the um things. Because it's like this is not that long. It's it's about a ride on a train. It say I'm on a train. I keep saying the same man at every stop. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on. I'm gonna pause Sorry. it. I'm gonna get um some water. Okay, we're back, y'all. Had to oops, get some water. All right. So this last story, I found another one that I have read, and I do want to read it to y'all. I-, I swear it's not that long, but I'm gonna get through it as fast as I can. Okay. I'm on the train, and I keep seeing the same man at every stop. It happened to me Sunday night. I was taking an 11:40. 7 p.m. Amtrak from Washington, D.C. to NYC after visiting my boyfriend. As we pulled up to the Aberdeen stop, I saw him. A man standing outside on the platform. He stood with his back to the train under the shadow of the station's awning. Tall, well-built, despite the muggy July heat, he wore a long trench coat and a hat. Standing perfectly still, he stuck out like a sore thumb against the passengers hurrying off the train. Weird. I've taken this train back from errands many times before and rarely saw anyone get on this late, especially at any time he stopped like Aberdeen. As the doors whooshed open, excuse me, I waited for him to board, but he didn't. He didn't even turn around. What's he doing out there if he's not boarding? Waiting for another train, maybe? With a clank, the train started back up. I shrugged and turned up the volume on my journey's playlist. Lights flashed across the windows as we picked up speed. In the distance, the twinkling lights of a town, a highway with pairs of headlights rolling past, a colossal antenna flashing red at the top. The grays and the blacks of the ground smudged into a blur, melted into the purple sky. My eyes fluttered closed, now arriving to now arriving in Wilmington, Delaware. The conductor's voice from the overhead speakers jolted me awake. I stretched, popped my earbuds out, and looked up around. The train car was empty now. The two girls who'd been sitting near the back were gone. Yawning, I turned to the window. My blood ran cold. There he was, the man in the trench coat, again, standing on the platform several feet away from the train. I gripped the armrest, my heart pounding. No, there's no way. The Amtrak goes, the Amtrak goes faster than a car. How could he get here so fast? And why? Why would he be standing at the next stop? When he didn't get on board, whoosh, the doors whooshed open. I stared at him, face pressed against the window, watching for every movement. But he didn't move. He just stood there in the shadows, back to the train. But he was closer that than last time. I could see the nape of his neck and the shadow of dark hair that poked out from under his hat. His black dress shoes shining in the light. Clack, I jumped, but it was only the doors clanking shut. The train rumbled underneath me, and then we were pulling away. The man in the station replaced Replaced with open fields of grass. I pulled out my phone. What do you guys think? What happened next? Where do you think this is going? Oh, he definitely will end up on that train. You think so? Because she said he's getting closer. No, nah, he's going to end up at the stop that she got to get off at. And. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, boy. I told you <laughs> to move to DC. Not move to DC. Who do you think she's about to text? She said she pulled out her phone. She pulled out her phone. I don't know. Call her boyfriend. <laughs> Fuck. Somebody help. <laughs> let him know. At least let him know I'm almost there. Creepy nigga keep popping up. You gotta <laughs> let somebody know something. <laughs> somebody got to know. Okay. I'm just picking y'all minds. Okay. I pulled out my phone. I just saw the same guy at two different train stops, Aberdeen and Wilmington. I wrote, my fingers flying across the keys. The three dots appeared. The Aaron replied, what? The same guy at both, like he drove there as the train did? Yeah. My thumb hesitated over the keys, wondering if I should tell how strange he was too. The trench coat, the hat, always facing away. Probably just somewhere though. I typed instead and hit send. You should have Becca meet you when you get into NYC, Aaron texts back. 
and call me when you're safe back home, okay? That time, I didn't go to sleep. I stayed wide awake until we hit Philadelphia. As we pulled into the station, as I saw the myriad of street lamps twinkling in the darkness, I felt waves of relief. What is it about seeing civil civilization, crowds, and cities that assages us our fear? Mm, I'm sorry. It's like we're programmed to believe that nothing bad can ever happen in sight of other people, or that the mere presence of city lights, even if there's no one around, can drive evil away. Nonetheless, we pulled into 30th Street Station, and there was no strange figure in the trench coat. I watched a few people get off the train of the car ahead of mine. A tall woman in a pink coat, a hipster guy wearing a knitted cap, a nerdy-looking businessman. Then the train pulled forward. And we plunge into the darkness, feeling better about the whole thing. I shot off another text to Aaron. Just past Philadelphia, he wasn't there. Oh, good. I was starting to get worried. Call me when you're safe in your apartment, okay? Will do. I love you. I took the jacket off my lap, rolled into the makeshift pillow, and leaned against the window. The darkness whipped past, and I soon I was dozing off again. Now arriving to Cornwell Heights, Pennsylvania. I blared open my eyes. The station was small, a little shack attached to the platform. As the only lit structure, it seemed to float into darkness disconnected from the rest of the world. And standing there alone on the platform was the man in the trench coat. I jerked back. No, 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 I whispered. It can't be. His face, he faced the train now, but his head was cut off by the height of the window. I couldn't see his black, I could see his black shoes, the buttons rising up his coat. Who the hell are you? Why are you following this train? I sat there frozen with fear, my mind racing. The door hissed open. This time, he moved. My heart plummeted. As slowly, as he slowly turned towards the front of the train, face still hidden. Then he took a step, a slow, deliberate step towards the back of the car. Then another, and another. Muggy heat crept into the doors. Sweat ran down my neck. Move, I thought desperately, to the train. Please move, please. Clank. The door shut. The train groaned into motion. Relief flooded me. It's okay. It's okay. I repeated in my head, trying to steady my pounding heart. The train swayed as it picked up speed. Racing through the darkness, I'm okay. I clicked a small sound coming from behind me. I whipped around. No, he was inside. He stood in the vestibule at the back of the car facing away from me, trench coat hanging loosely from his shoulders. I jumped out of my seat, backed along the aisles. No, no, no. I turned and ran for the next car, pounded the open button. The doors whooshed open. I ran inside, glancing behind me. He was halfway down the aisle now, back still towards me. I bolted. The door slid open into the next train car. Help, I shouted, but this car was empty too, just like the last car. Can anyone hear me? Help. The lights flickered, then went out. Static crackled over the speakers. Help. Whoosh. The vestibule doors opened. He faced me now. His face was hidden in the shadows of his hat, but I could make out a long nose, a twisted mouth, grotesque proportions that didn't seem quite human. He took slow, heavy steps towards me. Then he stopped. What do you want? I screamed. His head chanted to the side. Why are you following me? Silence. Silence stretched out between us. It felt only like minutes, but it must have been longer because the train was soon groaning to a stop. Now arriving to Trenton, New Jersey. The doors hissed open. I ran. I ran out onto the platform, shaking and crying. When I got down to the parking lot, I glanced back. The lights were back on the train in the window. I saw his figure standing in the aisle. Then the train pulled away. There was only silence. I didn't hear about the crash the until the next day. The train derailed between Newark Penn Station and New York. A mangled mess of fire, metal wire, twisted and fused into the train rails. The train was empty, however. The only casualty was the conductor, and no man in the trench coat was ever found. The end. Wait, wait, wait. So she got, when she got off the train, the train crashed? Mm-hmm. A lot of people in the comments are saying it was her, uh, what they call it, a uh, grim reaper or a guardian angel, a guardian reaper. There you go. A guardian reaper. So they're just going to combine it to you. I mean, maybe it was, you think about it as scary, but maybe it was a sign, like, it's something that made her scared. No, she was getting off at Trenton anyway. Right? No, Mm-mm. she was going all the way to New York. Oh, so and then, she so got maybe to something trigger. scared her, like she, because she got so scared that he got on the train and scared her off. And maybe it was it was just like this train is going to crash and you don't need to be on it. So that's that's a way to look at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some deep stuff, like intuition and so <laughs> like it like I guess because like people always say you you follow your first 
what's the instinct, mm-hmm. so to speak. But like instinct is always normally a feeling. So I guess if you could see, or like you know, what I'm saying if there was a in, something that instinctively visual that pushed you away or towards something, it could be scary. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like something that's simple as a person in a black coat. You know what I'm saying? Just popping up. Maybe it's that's like, how your mind makes sense of it. Mm-hmm. Like, like you don't know what that feeling is. You don't know why mm-hmm. you're having that feeling. So your mind creates like a, like you said, a visual representation. Of that's what some you strong like. <laughs> stuff. Like, I don't know what to call it. Like, like, I'm not supposed to be on this train, so make something. Mm-hmm. My mind made something mm-hmm. happen for me to get off this train. I mean, I think that's... That's some final destination. Yeah, I was about to say, like, not even, like, premonition. Like, you don't want to say, like, that strong. But I, I think in the sense of, like, instinct and intuition, like, that's really what it is. It's like you you almost feel like you see shit happening before it happens. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you go, if you turn, like, if you're walking down the street and you turn and you see a dark alley, your mind goes to what will happen <laughs> in this dark alley. Now I'm not going to go down this particular alley. So I mean, I I think that I think your mind definitely can create displays of emotion. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like same thing with love. You know what I'm saying? Like if you really like somebody to that to you, that person got features that nobody else in the entire world can see. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like men and females. Like you'll call a person ugly quick, but. To the person who has a, you know what I'm saying, feelings towards that person, like they see something totally different. So, oh yeah, I, that that was different. I wasn't expecting the train to, so the train crashed after she got up. But I was right though. I told y'all, first person she was gonna uh, text. No oh, boyfriend. <laughs> he got on the train. You know as what well. I'm saying? You gotta, <laughs> you gotta text him. I'm scared yeah. because ain't nowhere near you. I got you, babe. That's scary. All right. That was good. That, that one was. That was end, a good like, one. That was a good one. I like the. And it was long. I told you. The ending and like the the plot and stuff like. But I told y'all again, he was getting on that train too. Mm-hmm. When she started talking, about he got closer. Wow, I'm getting off right now. I hope no wild shit ever happens to me like this. Oh well, that was fun. A little story time. A little story time. Um, I'm into like conspiracies and weird stuff like that. I like to watch ghost adventures at home. Why? Cause it's tight, like no, why? Like not as tight. What makes it tight? I think cause I don't know. It's like the the, the unknown, like maybe I don't know. And I feel like it's fake anyway. Like when I be looking at it, but it's still like so. Do you of all people like like for you to be and so I be scared sometimes. Yeah, I'm to say for you to be so interested. Like, do you feel like it's not real? No, I do believe it's real. Really? I do. Like, I think the movie Paranormal Activity is real, but it's probably not. Uh, <laughs> but like that, that I had think, me shook. I and, think the and I concept think, of that movie is very real. Like, I think I always said I think it came from something. Like oh yeah, they have real tapes somewhere of like shit like that. I just think, you, especially once they start coming out, because when that one first came out, everyone thought it was real. Like that's what mm-hmm. made it so scary. Blair Witch too. Like niggas cannot lie. Everybody thought it was real. Right. That's what that's what added to the suspense of like holy smokes. Then they came out the second and third one. Mm-hmm. Boom. You killed it. Like now mm-hmm. you know. You know what I'm saying? But like I I even looked it up. Like that don't have me. Like I ain't gonna lie, paranormal activity had me. Like, mm-hmm. That don't spook yeah. me. But yeah. it was like one it's one of the highest grossest movie ever. Because it took nothing to make. I think the budget was like $10,000. That y'all made like 300 something million dollars. Yeah. Because like, they was just in a house. Like, like they was in a house. Like the camera like was a real live record, like camera recorder. And it was like five people on, on set. That's tight. It was genius. So, yeah, it, it really was. Like I said, it really... But I think that's what any type of movie like that. Same thing, Final Destination. The first one. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Because it was so mind-boggling and unexpected. Like, you know what I'm saying? People really, I think that's what cool people like, damn. And stuff like that sometimes do happen. Yeah, like, I'm about to say, like, what if, like, what, and, like what if you had that ability? Not even death itself, but, like, to see things right before they or had or, or see, like, like, not even something right before it happened. I had to, like, you saw this entire sequence. Mm-hmm. 
and it was up to you to have to break down this. You're like, you know what I'm saying? That'd be crazy. Like, not even just like, oh, I saw the future. It's like, I saw this whole event, and I have to change it in a way to where seven people don't die, or seven, you know what I'm saying? If, like I said, even if it's a person would with a lot of that like, ability, though? No. I wouldn't. And if you had that ability, would you want, would you try to change? If it wasn't based off of just death. Okay. Fair. That's what I'm talking about. Like, like you had, like, <laughs> like I was saying, for example, if we were sitting here, us three, and you had a premonition to where Nico won the lottery. Like, you, so that's some so that's raven shit. Like, you know the ticket number. You know every, but you have to find a way to play it before she, like, you see what I'm saying? So now it's a, it's not just, oh, I saw somebody die, I want to save them. Now it's like real life situations, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, holy smokes. Like, I saw what the lottery ticket is, but I know she's going to play it, not me. So you see her whole life played out. Like, you know what I'm saying? you like, you don't want to take your, her joy, but that was a good-ass little life right there. Let me go play this number instead of telling her. So do you, like, you know what I'm saying? Something showed you what gave her the she hit. She could tell me to play the number. And then I could play uh, it. Yeah, and she could. Like, boom. But that's what I'm saying. But like something that mm-hmm. something showed you, which gave her the hint. So are you going to allow her to still see that hint, or do you deter her from ever seeing the hint? And you play I mean, it on your then own. You start going into some butterfly effect. Yeah, <laughs> like, but, then, but that's what I'm saying. Like powers like it, that. Yeah, power like that. Like it's nah, so easy to mean. become greedy. Like mm-hmm. greedy, like. So I said no. <laughs> you start trying to shake the world how you want it and how stop always. I don't need what you think you change <laughs> whole time. Next thing you know, fucking Egypt is gone. Like <laughs> what? Like what do you mean Egypt never existed? Like man. So I'd be a whole different person <laughs> with that kind of power here. No much man should have all that. Question: power. Would you want to be able to go back in time? We'll see the future. Back in time, because I'm a nostalgic person. Don't use big words like that. <laughs> oh, I'll just see that reading got to use a bit. I, but see, that's kind of the same thing. Go back in time, having already been in the present, so you know what's going to happen in the future. So would you ever <laughs> go back in time? For me, like I like, oh, see the future. I daydream about stuff in the past a lot, like moments. Like, dang, I remember when this happened, this happened. I want to go back to this year or something like that. So I, I really would. I would go back in time. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see it future. Y'all know I don't what's so think crazy? I would either. I wonder if that's a, a byproduct of, like, upbringing kind of sort of. Because I think certain people in certain ways of life, they see it different. Like how you said, like, we, we reach on to the good of the past. Mm-hmm. They see the future. They see the the good in the future, so to speak. Like you know what I'm saying. Like they see it like the excitement. Yeah, the excitement and oh, this is going to be this and like the future part. And like you said, we spend more time trying to find the best moments we can from our past. That's that's crazy. I do it a lot. That's crazy as hell. This y'all just went from. Me. Creepy, the psychological. Like, well, read us. That's the weed talking. No, no, I'm asking like, do you like? No, nah, I mean, it could be the weed talking to. I mean, that was some good weed, but I'm just saying like, oh, I always like that. That that's just that's a good point of view, like because I think the same way that she just said. Like, I think more so about the good, like try to pick the good from my past. Mm-hmm. But I think people who are who have always been, not necessarily always been, but who are in a good place in life and have never really had those quote-unquote bad moments, mm-hmm. they're only seeing what the future holds. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like what else? Yeah, kinda like, kinda what else am I going to achieve? Yeah, like, what mm-hmm. else am I going to get and see and do? And my thing is, I never picture traveling. So when I did travel, mm-hmm. I don't picture my next trip. You like I picture my last trip and how fun it was instead of picturing how fun my next trip is going to be. Deep. Oh shit! Hit the blunt. <laughs> hit the blunt. <laughs> hey, these don't get the no. That's that crazy as hell. I'm about to write that down. Somebody write that. <laughs> Gotta play that back. But nah, yeah, that is that's a that's a deep jump. 
That might got to be a whole nother podcast. Not even like podcast, but like a sit down like moment. conversation. Like, because, like, why? And I think if we actually sat for a day or two and read about it, like, you read something like a cycle, like, not even a book or, like, you ever said a, a, a theory or shit, uh, essay or some shit like that on psychological theory, and, and you read one, and I read one, and, like, try to break it down from what you read to whatever the, the topic is, that'd be dope. It's probably some condition or something. It probably It's probably a name for it. Some yeah, disorder. but then again, like, you'll probably have four or five different opinions. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you'll never, you'll, you'll never have just one thing or, like, of yeah, why. Theory of thing yeah. How the mind works. Of how the mind works. Like, yeah. like there'll be seven people telling you why they, they know this is what caused it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whole time for they had that one bad dramatic experience, but in their head, like, <laughs> you can never get to that point unless you had something, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's always, it's always going to be the, the matter of opinion, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's just, I don't need that. Again, that's another topic. Like, even like the shit that we read, yeah, we know two plus two is four. <laughs> but that's be. Cause we were, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that. that's what we were taught. That's just what you like know. Like why? Like that's I don't just know. What, but I mean, at the same time, it's certain things just make sense. Like I can't look at my fingers and say that's ten. I mean, I guess because we only know. Okay. We don't know Not ten. Not to get off topic, but it's still a conspiracy theory. Something that I think I said it to you on the phone the other day. Um, I was looking at something on Instagram, and the guy was saying that um he was recording the sky. He said, "We live in a dome. We don't live on a globe." And he was—he said he come outside every day and look at the sky. And when the sun, um, uh, like rises, mm-hmm. and he said there's a reflection on both sides. And he showed a lighter inside of like a glass bowl where the lighter is like the fire right here, and then the light is on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so he then it goes back to the sky, and that's what the sky looks like. But then he's pointing out that these two planes are spraying chemical trails on both sides of the sun, so it's blocking out the reflection. Yeah, I was about to say like that's now you get into a whole different ball game of <laughs> atmospheric, like you know what I'm saying? Because like certain parts of the world, like they shit, they sky be green at night. Where is that? Is it like Northern Lights? Yeah, like Northern Lights. Lights. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but nah, like, that's just some dumb shit. That's overwhelming. I don't want to see that. Shit. I ain't gonna lie. I like, I love to see. I think any type of wonder, like, that doesn't, that's not like harmful. Nah, because why is it green? Because it's actually pollution. Yeah. It's like the. What? It's. And people travel there? The no, sea? I mean uh. it's the it's just the sky in that part of the. It's the way uh, that, I mean, but yeah. you got to think we have the same pollution. It's just that our where we live doesn't it doesn't interact the same way. Then. That's why it doesn't happen anywhere. But it's not like they have more pollution there than anywhere it else. It's like, like the, it's just that the particular atmosphere and polar. And like you said, the reflection, and, like from where they are, where the light, yeah, the moon like reflects. Because like I said, it happens at night only, right? What the fuck? I mean. You see it at night. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. The thing. You see it. Like, and it's clear. When I went on my cruise to Canada, well, it was too cloudy. Um, or is that the result of disturbances in the mega, the magno, mag, what? Magnet, magnetosphere mm-hmm. yeah, caused like, by solar wind. Yeah. Yeah, I know it had something to do with like the magnetic. I don't know what caused it. I just know it's a change in. It's like the, the chemicals and pollutions of earth. See, and I knew it was frightening. I said I don't like it. <laughs> I said well, like, it's frightening. It's I don't want to see it. Like, it's a ocean. I, mean, I mean, it's beautiful. It's just like, it looks like a cosmic mm. sky. Like, it's an ocean that when you run in it, like, I think because of the way the fish illuminate at night, mm-hmm. when your hand touch the water, like, it's like basically like Avatar. Like, the shit turned blue. Like, um, a hot, like, a uh, bright color blue like because like the the organisms from like the fish that lit it like the fish glow like that so it's so like from all that oh like literally like if you run in there like when you come on the sand like you can see your footprint 
because of the water that's on the sand. Glowing. And it's uh-huh. like, it's illuminates and you can see it until it goes. Like, this shit is crazy. Like, this shit is crazy. But, like, stuff, stuff like that is what I, like, I love to see. Like, that's the type of wonders I love. But all that, hey, yeah, like. Have y'all heard about, um, because I know you went to Spellman, Lake Lanier. You know anything about that lake? Where people keep drowning? Yeah. Why are you smiling? Because <laughs> she gonna, knows. Why like, you going to bring up a talk about niggas drowning? I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought it was going to be some good shit. Because you want to spell when you know about lake where they park. <laughs> but they keep drowning. <laughs> shit. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people have drowned. And I, I don't, Do you I know mean, any I'm history? There. Uh, I don't really know the history. But I mean, I've heard about Is it in Georgia? Uh-huh. See, that's another little yeah. scurry jump. That's mm. like, it's Georgia. Georgia and water don't not. Nah. I mean, I went like, again, yeah, like based off the story that we were just reading, that could be some, some back in the day, voodoo. I mean, like, it's been they so They said many... it's built on a graveyard. See, that's I what I'm saying. Or mm-hmm. like a whole city. So why would you even go to the swim? That's not, that's disrespectful. Ooh. Like. That's scary. Like, just imagine like swimming with your goggles on and like you just seeing a dead body. Like, I was going like to say. The only thing I've just to re go back to um, like spirits and like seeing them and stuff. I don't know, like, cause I've read up on this. Um, have you ever heard of like monkey on your back? Or I feel like I've heard it before. I, I but, a few times in my life. I don't remember when they first started. It's not something that consistently happens. I don't even remember the last time it happens, but it happens um, where I'm asleep and then I wake up, but I can't move. Night terror. Oh, yeah, night terror. And then I'm, I can hear the TV, I, whatever's yeah. happening, but it's, I can't It's get, not even necessarily like, yeah. I mean, I think I've it, gotten those it, uh, Yeah, sleep paralysis. Yeah. Sleep paralysis, yeah. yes, that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. And then, like, if let's say I'm laying on my stomach, though, I feel like an energy, like somebody's either behind me or I, coming I towards me. Psychology. Or no, I, I've like had that. it, like, literally, I've woken up. It's like you wake up from a dream, mm-hmm. but in your mind, you're still dreaming. Like, it's like... Whatever that, whatever part of that, whatever was happening in your dream, mm-hmm. you were telling yourself it's a dream. So you try to wake yourself up, but you're not really woke. You're still sleeping for real, like, real. <laughs> but mentally, like you just told yourself this is a dream. So you're you're telling yourself get up because you know it's a dream. But whole time you're not really woke. You just consciously know that you're yeah, in a dream. Yeah, like, like scientifically, they say, like it's literally like it can literally happen. It's like yeah. you wake up, but you're sub- your subconscious wakes up, but you don't. And it's, I think when it happens, it's like when you're in REM sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you can wake up in REM sleep. And it's just like, so you're, like you said, you can, you can see the TV, you can do things. Have you ever but been you literally asleep? cannot move. Have you ever woke up and knew, like, felt like, damn, I didn't sleep at all? Like, thought you were woke the whole time? The whole time you were asleep? Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. What? That shit happens to me like all the time. Like, I think that's like I because think I don't. Really, when you're like really, really tired. Yeah, I, that's why I don't think I have insomnia. But I think that's like one of the main no, symptoms of it. Now, I mean, like severe insomnia. Mm-hmm. I think that's what causes insomnia. Because why? Because really, it's your, it's a mental way. Like it's your mind, it's your brain this time for real. For real. like, I literally think like I will wake up like, <laughs> the, the whole time. Like my dream is like. <laughs> me trying to go to sleep. So I guess like that's me the whole time I'm thinking, damn, I can't get comfortable. And you like, dang, like I was asleep. But you wake up. No, it does Like happen. you wake up like, damn, I was asleep. Thinking I'm trying to go to sleep. Like <laughs> And that, sometimes I notice it. Like let's say the, what's that other uh Inception. Yeah, so Inception. Like, that shit will fuck your whole day up, bro. The um the only way I notice it is because, like, if the TV is on, let's say, because I sleep with the TV on, and let's say some a movie is on, I can literally hear the whole movie playing the whole time that I'm asleep. Do y'all dream? Do you have a dream mm-hmm. about what's on TV? Yes. It's like, if you hear it, like, whatever's on TV, whatever's that should be happening dream. around me is in my dream. I ain't gonna lie. That's why I never. And ever, I don't get it. If you ever like notice, I, I never go to sleep. And it feels like real time. With scary movies on TV. Like, I can go see what. 
action movies and stuff like that, even mm-hmm. comes, I can never, I'll never go to sleep with a scary movie playing. I'll never go to sleep like watching a scary movie. I go to sleep with a DOS one. Like, I mean, I used to, like, I used to do the same thing. Like, if like, I watch some scary, I'll watch cartoons after. But I'll night, never let, like, even when I watch TV, because I know, like, sometimes I go to sleep with the TV now, I'll look at the guy and see what's playing throughout the night. I know I'm going to be sleeping at 4.30. <laughs> I know it, but at 4.30. But I don't want to dream about fighting, and because then I'm in my dream, like, and it don't necessarily be half the be what's happening on the TV, yeah. but the dialogue is in the dream. So it's like, what the fuck? No, like, she did that last night. Like last night, I couldn't go to sleep. And she was talking about, what was it, blue blue lights or some shit like that? Yeah. And so she turned turn the anything TV off. off. Turn the phone no off. phone, no TV. And even then, like for me, it's like for her, it's easy. She out. Like mm-hmm. she'll go smack out regardless. But it's like that's when my mind wanted, like, I feel like the TV distract, like, I can, I'll watch a T. I'll watch a movie by listening to it, but like that's why I only watch a movie. Like it has to be a movie that I've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. Like if I've seen it more like twice, I can literally know exactly what's happening in the movie. Right, so you can just listen fall to asleep. It. So I can fall asleep yeah. by watching it in my head Maybe without the TV staring on the at the TV. Yeah, I mean a lot of I think that I know all the old ones had them. Like my mm-hmm. father and them used to do that shit on TV as kids. <laughs> Coming at you on eight o'clock, y'all got one more hour. This and then now these, I mean, it got the thing where after a couple of hours, it go inactive. Mm-hmm. But see, that should be screen savers. It's still like you said. I think that's that's like it go do it after like two movies though. No, I think it's set for every four hours. Yeah. but I mean, you can every, change the every set. two movies. I mean, but you can change the setting now. You can. Oh yeah. You can set. Oh yeah, because I don't think no TV needs to sit idly for. Wow, like once a movie go off, I'm gonna at least turn that bitch down or turn the camera. <laughs> I might set it to two hours. If I don't change it after two hours, every TV need to go off. Yeah, that's crazy. <sighs> well, okay, well this was fun. No, this was real. This was cool. Yeah. This was great. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I need a drink now. I was all nervous. This was cool. <laughs> I'm glad you guys had fun and listened to my spooky stories. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, we have one episode left coming next week. Thank God it'll be over season one. And I'll let you guys know when season two is coming. So I'll see you guys next week. Be blessed. Bye. Stay safe. Peace.